Hello, hello, welcome to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. Not opinionated, just facts from my point of view. I'm your host, Clever Mafia. And today, we are going to talk about censorship. We're going to talk about Facebook censorship and doing it the right way. We, we've, we've come up with a, a, a very high-tech, scientific, strategic plan on how Facebook if they want to censor, they can do it the right way for everyone, for everyone. So I think it's very important nowadays with all the, the censorship going on that, uh, um, you know, Facebook is maybe getting a bad rap. Maybe they deserve it. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to get into that all in a, a couple of, uh, well, actually probably under five minutes, right? AJ, we're going to have, um, we are going to first get into the stories this week around the world in five minutes or less. Here we go. And from Engadget, uh, watch Boeing's Starliner test flight to the International Space Station this week, uh, make it a kind of a Ignorial, ignore, I can't even say that. Ignorial uh, space uh, voyage, the Starliner. From Wired, Russia, as latest space station incident points to larger issues. Uh oh. Russia lab module docks with the space station, and there were some issues up there. Uh, Michigan, from CNN, Michigan's Lake Huron sinkhole is a window into the how the Earth's earliest form of life uh, diversified? Is this true? I don't know. have to check out the story. Again, from CNN, astronomer spotlight uh, from behind a black hole for the first time proving Einstein was right again. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? From Science Alert, the moon's roughness could be hiding water in shadows, NASA says. On the Daily Express, they wrote about Yellowstone's volcano rocked by a record number of earthquakes as the USGS forecast increases. Not good, not good if you live near the Yellowstone uh, 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 fountains or geysers or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Saturn will reach its closest point to Earth early uh, this week, uh, from the blue moons of Jupiter and Saturn appearing, it's going to appear bigger and the celestial event is, uh, going to happen this August. So keep an eye out for it. And from the WTOP blood pressure barometer found after 60 years, uh, you university of Virginia scientists say, and after 60 years, scientists find it, the missing link in our body's pressure control system. Interesting. Something to look into right there, right? And, uh, well, I guess we could finish it up with this one, AJ. So Science Magazine wrote about cheap materials convert heat to electricity. Is this possible? I don't know. I don't know what Elon Musk is going to think about that, but that's our five minutes or less news around the world.
on time. Yeah, so we are in an age where we have this wonderful, wonderful tool, the internet. It's, it's an amazing tool, a wealth of information. It's, you know, the communication abilities alone, we, we all know are endless. This is no surprise to anyone. And it lets people communicate and find each other. I mean, there are millions and millions of websites about everything. You can listen to podcasts, right? Right. There you go. Um, you can also follow us as well on the podcast so using the internet, all that kind of good stuff. We do appreciate that. Uh, but, <laughs> but you can find anything you can imagine with that. You always are going to have good and bad with anything, the yin and yang, so to speak, and social medias like Facebook and Twitter and others, they connect people and they allow conversations about every subject that you can possibly imagine. So the downside on, aside from the limitless possibilities of sharing the information, you know, you, you have the possibilities of limitless sharing of information. So Facebook, for example, has a liability as a company and they must protect themselves, right? They, they have to protect themselves from liabilities. And since Facebook doesn't charge users for, you know, to open up an account on Facebook, uh, you know, some would argue that there is no, there's no value validation as to who their users are. And, you know, is it really an open platform? I mean, you do have to log in, you need a password and email, and you're supposed to put your information in there. They say, if you don't use real information, I think you can get your account shut off. But Facebook hopes that you'll use the platform in such a way uh, by joining their groups, amassing a friends list, uh, liking posts, liking news articles, and of course, their bread and butter, clicking on the ads. All those ads that you see that sometimes look real great and sometimes you don't even realize you're clicking on an ad. But that ad space is sold, obviously, by Facebook and they make billions, billions. And those ads that you click on have been strategically placed. If you don't know that, you should. I think a lot of people kind of already know that but just don't care. But based on, you know, all you're clicking around, that's what Facebook does. They design what ads you see, what posts you see, when, and all of that. This data is piling up over time. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what the word is above gigabytes or terabytes or just so much data over time. Facebook has on all its users and you know, probably millions of pages long of, of, date, of data of all types of calculations and algorithms have been set up to use all of that data and decide what they show you, what they see and how they make money and all of that. You know, what you click on, what you buy, what you don't buy, how long you stay in an ad, how long you read a news article. And, you know, right, right down to, to the type of language that you type and, and the, the, gramma, the grammar that you use and you know, everything, all your choices that you make on there. How, you know, how long it takes you to scroll. Do you stop and stare for two seconds and then you go down or is it 10 seconds? It knows all of it, folks, everything 
So here lies the problem, if that's not a problem already for some of us. Since Facebook is the largest social media platform in the world, and they make billions from us, the users, and it, it, it turns, I, I guess in turn for them to, you know, us getting this free, uh, and I'm doing air quotes here, free services, you know, we're giving, you know, they're getting the information from us. We're paying in our information. So thanks to Facebook. Um, they feel now that they can limit what users post. And in my opinion, it's not because they care about necessarily what the users are posting, which they're, they're censoring us. And that gets into a whole first amendment issue in my book, but they don't want to lose billions in advertising dollars because companies don't want to display their ads in the wrong situation. And then the wrong people at the wrong time don't read them or do read them or become party to that. And then there's a, a boycott of the businesses. Cause like I said, a bunch of times already in my, this show, that businesses don't care necessarily left or right. They only care about how they're going to make money from whatever product they sell and get the advertising for it. So specifically lately, when it comes to politics and political opinion, it's such a mis mixed bag of people and mixed opinions. And, 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 and facts are changing more than, you know, I think the, the weather changes this, starts to pose a serious problem for Facebook because what was, was acceptable yesterday as far as censorship or not censorship is not acceptable today. And now Facebook and, and, and Mark Zuckerberg, the, the, the head of uh, Facebook has said they don't want to be at, at times they, he has come out and said, Hey, listen, we don't want to be, a, you know, an auditor, a censor. We don't want to do that. We don't, that's not our business model. We don't want to, they don't want to be involved. If it was up to them, they would just show ads all day and let the people sort out the company. But to control the spread of, of misinformation, according to Facebook, they have in essence become an arbitrator of spe free speech, blocking and con uh, canceling opinions that mix uh, the demographics up too much. And, you know, because that blurs the line bef between what they can advertise to and who they can advertise to. And it doesn't make a clear advertisement. And in turn, advertisers aren't going to get their return on their investment. And they're not going to advertise as much with Facebook. And they're not going to give them their money because they're going to find it not, uh, you know, marketing is a tricky business. And it will go around. And, and if it doesn't work, you try something else. So, you know, if those marketing dollars aren't working on Facebook, they're going to be spent somewhere else. So, if. I guess when everybody was in their own group at one point, like let's say you had the 18 to 35 white male who likes motorcycles, or you had the 30 to 50 year old, uh, uh, Latino woman who, who, who liked to bake, you, you get the picture. The demographic was set. There's two now these days, I think for Facebook's point of view, there's too much crossover in politics and that crossover and that those party divisions uh the you know the left and the right the right corners might mingle together and you know it's it it, it, it it's a to target for targeted advertising it's becoming a real nightmare for facebook you know because they're gonna now they gotta like 
censor everyone. And they got to make sure they show all of this nonsense. They got to keep the government happy so they get off their back. And so we, here's the solution that we came up with. The belief that Facebook, and I've, I've mentioned this before, if you listen to last season, the, the Facebook is a publicly traded company. As such, I believe all publicly traded companies and government regulated companies need to abide by, you know, need to abide the, by free speech the same way uh, the, the government entities would. And, it, you know, as far as allowing constitutionally protected rights, they're in a way. A, a subs a subsidiary of of a de facto of the U.S. US government and not they're not a private company anymore any longer. I, I, I in my eyes the, the social media companies aren't, especially Facebook, because they are working hand in hand with the U.S. government, and it's kind of a tit for tat, a quid pro quo type of thing. They're it's it's like the old you know the it's like the electric company or the phone company or the cable companies and they there they there needs to be regulation um and it's it's a government entity in an in a, in a sense i mean it's a publicly traded company but it's it's a government entity and be that as it may being a publicly traded company i've talked before too about the fcc and all that and i'll get into that in a minute if you're a publicly traded company, you're owned by stockholders, but you're also monitored and governed by the U.S. government on the stock exchange, and that's the Federal Trade Commission and all of that. So, uh, I will get we'll, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. So, on the internet, if you are an open platform, and I mean by that I mean a not a paid membership based platform, which would require some sort of ID verification. Uh, even v like via payment, like using a credit card or an actual ID, like if you were going to open up a brokerage account on, let's say, Robinhood or someplace like that, there must be, you must have a rating system. Meaning, I feel if anybody can join and anyone can participate in the content, the content must be rated, just like television. Just like if you were to turn it into a regular television, um, you know, over, you know, over a certain rating requires requires a little legitimate verification system like they had with the v chips with the television if you want if it was a tv 14 and you had a v chip in there back in the day for the televisions to block certain channels from younger eyes it would it would block it so the internet can easily create a third-party verification i'm, I'm sure businesses would love to uh, if they haven't already but so that uses something a technology or an application that can authenticate the age of the user. This appropriately uh, kind of level, it, it gives a level of censorship then that can be applied and applied in a way that's expected and fair. This can easily be done, you know, by let's say blurring out certain texts or images that are inappropriate for that age or that viewer, or if you user doesn't want to see certain things, they, you know, there are other sites on the internet that do this just like, uh, just let's say for you, you're watching basic cable, you got to, or like I said, a local broadcast TV station in the middle of the day, you know, this is all monitored by the FCC, the federal communication commission. And 
you know, everything is rated. You can't, certain words you can't say, you, you know, you can't show certain things. Easy. And I know it doesn't exist now, so it would take some energy and effort to create it. But, you know, if I, if I know my, my grandson is, is, for example, let's say he's playing on a, the gaming platform Roblox, which uh, is actually an extraordinary um, gaming platform, especially for younger viewers. And it's very, very well monitored. But you can't even type certain things in. It's grayed out. And it's taken some time. They've created it. But it's a, I feel it's a safe environment for the most part for younger eyes. And it's an example of what a wonderful job can be done in protecting our kids and our grandkids and from things, you know, just to have fun and keep all the nonsense out of it. This, of course, is not a substitute for good parenting or watching our children, but it, it gives you that extra added layer of protection, which the internet does not offer. It doesn't offer. And this would also allow users of these open platforms like Facebook to talk about whatever they want and in an appropriate location, whether it was a, a chat room like the old AOL days or whatever, but it was an appropriate location. And, you know, adults can have adult conversations, like whether it's uh, political bantering, whether it's, uh, you know, subjects you, you don't want to hear about, uh, you know, that you wouldn't hear about, let's say on the afternoon news or wouldn't be appropriate for, let's say a lunch conversation at Chili's, but you would need more, you know, you would need a level of authentication, uh, as a user to be able to use it. So similar to what they have in other countries right now, they are doing, um, they're doing to fight, uh, you know, these, these onslaught of trolls that will just go on the internet and, you know, just use outright hate speech. So. When users set up an account, they may verify these, 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 I feel like these social media companies need to verify name, addresses, date of birth, and this holds people accountable. And, and, and kids know, I, I know my grandkids could do it. They'll go on there. They'll put the, a different date in. They'll, they'll do whatever they got to do to beat the system, to log in if they got to log in. But ultimately, if we do this the right way, it can hold people accountable for, for, for their actions. And if their children want to join a platform, let's say like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <clears throat> any of the others, and they're under the age that's defined appropriate or, or the segmentation of the platform is designed by ages here or there, then an adult need in essence needs to sponsor to the child and then turn in turn, the adult will be held responsible for the permissions of the child and their actions on those social media platforms, which would also remove the liability from the social media platforms. This, this allows the platforms um, themselves to, 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 to organize their, their platform in such a way that will allow you to use it and people to use it appropriately. And then users can decide what they want to see or not, or their children see or not. And this all seems so simple. It just seems like a simple solution to a problem. But I believe the social media companies are lazy. They're cheap. They don't want to do anything except in a lot of cases, just get ad revenue. They don't want to be part of anything. They just want to kind of be the middleman in marketing on their platform. And they, and in the other side of it is they don't want to lose, they, they don't want 
they want control, but they don't want to lose control. That sounds kind of back and forth there, but maybe doing so would remove, remove their immunity against any legal action to what transpires on their site. If things happen on their site, that's out of their, you know, but these are people that would be held responsible for their own actions. The user then is held responsible for their own actions. And then the, the, the platform itself, Facebook, Twitter, or what have you would, could just remain in the middle. And uh, it just makes sense. It just makes so much more sense. And maybe there's fear of having real authentic users will erase some of the millions of fake users and bots that are help bolster some of these platforms and drive advertising re revenue up fictitiously, or at least from that they can present to the people that want to advertise. You know, the way I see it is Facebook has no right to use any type of censorship if in their current state, in their current state, you know, you have to set up real users, verification, user accountability, set up a rating system for your content. And, you know, if you're going to open, someone's going to open up a group. So what is this going to be? Is it going to be a PG 13 group or an R group? And if somebody uses it, they can maybe team up with a, a company like Roblox that censors out certain speech automatically. When you type it and you, if you type something and it comes up and it doesn't like that word for that type of whatever it is, it just stars it out and you can't even see what it is. I mean, yeah, the kids find different words, different things to mean other things, but it's a very intelligent system, especially I mean, compared to nothing that, that Facebook has today. So I don't know. This is just what we came up with here at the show. And, uh, I think it's a simple solution to a problem, but you know, without that verification system, you really don't have any right to censorship. I feel in my opinion, freedom of speech must ring free all the time for everyone. It's the basic human right that all of us should have in the entire universe. But just like television, if you, if you don't like what's on, just change the channel. Quick reminder, we want you to be a part of our show. Yes, you can join the discussion and be part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just old-fashioned email. Check us out in the show description. You can email us at 2clevermafia at gmail.com. That's T-O-O, Clever Mafia. Want to support our show but don't want to be part of the on-air talent? That's okay. You can buy us a coffee. Check out the description below or get yourself a t-shirt or a mug with my mug on it. And uh, I'll appreciate it if you want to send us a couple of your dusty old pennies every month. Check out the link in the description how to do so how to do so. And if you want to ask a question on a future episode of our Too Clever Mafia podcast, click on the link in the show notes to record your question in a voicemail. It's great technology. And we would love to use your, or may use your, your question in a future podcast. Thank you for listening to the Two Clever Mafia show. Check us out on www.twoclevermafia.com and join us on all the social medias and follow us, comment at Two Clever Mafia while we're still around and we haven't been canceled. I am Two Clever Mafia and this is the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And that is all I have to say about that. Bye-bye for now and take care of one another.